You're listening to Behind the Bliss, a weekly podcast where Rachel Autry brings conversations to you from women that share what's behind their highlight reel. Each episode is designed for you to see a message from the mess and encourage you to find balance in the bliss. We know that what you're facing is important for shaping who God has created you to be. Some may say it's a process that often happens behind the bliss. Here's today's episode. This episode is for all my girls that find themselves in a busy place in life. I sometimes have seen like busy shaming be a thing, but also lazy shaming and like rest shaming is also a thing. So how do we find this middle ground? Like how do we find the balance of both and and living a life that is full of both? of happy places, sad places, of exciting places and stagnant places, busy seasons and restful seasons. It just can get a little clunky. And someone I admire and think does this so extremely well is joining us in today's episode to share her heart and what she thinks actually makes life full when you find yourselves in these crazy different places and seasons. Today's conversation is with one of my favorites, Ellie Holcomb. Her and her husband, Drew, have made incredible music that I have loved listening to and have had on in my home for years and years now. I grew up listening to them in high school. (laughs) They're a Nashville family that is so much fun, on the road touring with their kids, believe it or not, and really just do life in all of its glory really well. Even in the places that are messy, she shares that she knows that God fills the gaps. And that is exactly what I pray and want for my own life and what I pray and hope for yours listening to. She's a mom. She's a musician, she's a wife, she's on the go, she's got tons of really awesome new projects. But she uses a word in today's episode that really inspires me. The word is integrated. She integrates all of these places and even says that the lines between all your different places in life aren't set in stone and aren't black and white. They're very grayish, but they're supposed to be that way. Things can overlap and all we need to do is take a deep breath. So without further ado, here is today's conversation with our special guest, Ellie Holcomb. Uh, your earrings are so fun. That's the cool part about like seeing you on video. It is you know? really. Yeah, you're like, oh, I know. I was just, I was just complimenting your mic <laughs> before we start. Yes, here we are. What have you been up to recently? Well, I'm getting ready to release a record. And so we've been mm-hmm. full on promotion of that. And then also I'm in the full swing of summer with my kids. So, you know. Yes. Ch- sidewalk, chalk, mm-hmm. swimming. Climbing trees. It's so fun. I love it. Lots of popsicles. That's so fun. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like the quintessential summertime. That's truly it's it's yes. amazing. So I have I try to do this work life balance thing, you know, so I like I'm trying. Yeah. I really feel like I'm working full time right now in about three days a week. Mm-hmm. So we're busting it on those three days so I can have the slower summertime vibes, you know. Yeah. You said balance, and I'm like, is there really a balance, though? No, no. I'm, I'm new to motherhood, and I'm learning. Ain't no thing. No, like no, 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 There's no. no. It's <laughs> it's just an attempt at that. That's all. You know, It's. That's I right. feel like mainly mm-hmm. um, when people, if people have ever asked me on interviews, so how do you balance it all? I'm like, mainly I don't. I just try. I But I drop <laughs> so many balls. For example, this week we did uh, – we, I don't know when this will air, but we did like a, um, a record 
a listening party it's with everybody who was involved in making this new album. So it cool. is, it's, it feels like it takes us back to the nineties when we used to listen to full albums. You remember, <laughs> I don't know. I just, we used to like wait till the record came out and we would listen through the whole thing. It was like an experience. And so it's so fun to do that with all the people who helped you make it with the musicians and the songwriters and the mixing engineers and the producers and mastering. And then the people who did the visuals, it's just amazing. It's so much fun. So we did that, but it was such a busy day and I have family in town staying with us at the same time. And so it was such a busy day. I totally forgot. I signed my kids up for like a swim clinic. Oh no. Um, So we just, we literally (laughs) missed two days of it. And they're like, mom. So they had to go this morning with their little, with my sister, who's our nanny this summer. They're like, do we have to go? It's already started. This is going to be so weird. And I'm like, just blame it on your mom. It's my fault. I'm so sorry. (laughs) I'm like, but remember how much fun we had Monday morning, just hanging out in the backyard. Like we weren't doing really anything. And I just totally missed it. So, so to answer your question, no, no, no perfect balance, but an attempt. Yes. That makes me feel so much better. Yeah. Um, I feel like recently I'm learning I mean, I think before motherhood and before life just got clunky, because I feel like that's just what it does. It's beautiful, Mm -hmm. but it's just clunky. Uh, I was like taking off hats. So I'd like put on the podcast hat, take off podcast hat, put on the military wife hat, take off military wife, put on whatever. And now I'm realizing you just stack them all on top of your head. It's all. You can't take uh, them off. The word that I've been using, especially after last year, safer at home. You know, it was just a lot. That was a lot um, for everybody. But but, uh, the word... (laughs) Instead of a lot that I have chosen is integrated. It's all integrated. Ooh. And so it is, mm-hmm. it's everything, it's everything at once. Cause there was a lot of beauty in that, but so much loss and sorrow and hard. Uh, so anyway, and how old is your, uh, your baby? Three months. He's oh, fresh. Goodness. He's fresh. yeah yeah so that's the thing too we as moms we become babies again too because it's like anything new that you're doing that you've never done like how are you I'm like no one ever told me when I became a mom that I would not know how thank you like thank you there is there is like uh everybody's like you have a motherly instinct you just know and there are some things like that but mainly not and I'm like praise god for google (laughs) You know, I'm like, I wish someone could bring up my Google history and just read all the random shenanigans I've been Googling. I'm like, green poop, question mark. Like, so many things these days. And I'm like, I don't know. No one told me I wouldn't know. It's terrifying. I my Google search to laugh, um, just to be with you. Yes. And, and it just, that does not go away. That does not go away. Ugh. And my brother and I were laughing the other day because he was remembering a time a couple years ago. I think I was on a road trip with like two toddlers, you know, and, and it just, I was like, you frantically start searching things. And so like my Google search will be like, when toddler screaming car, calming videos, (laughs) keywords, keywords. Yeah. Yeah, I'm like, Google doesn't know full sentences. We just Google what we need. Like, like, help me, help me right now. Yes, for real. For real. Oh my goodness. Once one of my friends said this so well, and I feel like it does apply to every different area of life. But like she said, you know, what is something you're learning about Jesus in this moment? And I had to stop and think because I feel like life's just been, you know, loud. And um I remember thinking, you know, 
I've actually like only felt him as a companion and my personality is like, I want to learn. I want to grow like Google. We got to get answers like that. That's my, that's who I am. That in these moments, God's like, can I just be your friend? Like, can I just, can I just hold your hand? Can we just do this messy together? Like, I'm not going to teach you anything. No, I just want to sit. Wow. Good job. That was amazing. Look what you just did. Like that is a whole new area of God I've seen through this that I've had to let go. So when you say, you know, like balance doesn't really exist, we're integrating. I'm like, it's so beautiful because that's truly what God wants for our lives is not compartmentalizing, just blended, integrated. He's, that's exactly right. Yeah. That's exactly right. He's there. He is there the whole time. I will, I will never forget the, because I think of, um, like when you're trying, I mean, you know this because you're right here. And I <laughs> I know this. I've got three kids, but they're uh let's see, eight, five, and two right now. But when they're when they are fighting sleep, mm. they're just and and you're just holding them, you know, you're holding them tight. They like to feel like they're back in the woods. <laughs> like, put me back in that place where everything was just the same right. all the time. But um, you know, you're holding them and you're rocking them and they're fighting it. And that feeling when they finally give in and their body just melts, relaxes and melts into you. Um, that is, that picture is how I feel with the Lord a lot in my, in my life with them. I'm like, I got this. No, I can do it. (laughs) You know, I don't need to rest. I'm fine. You know, like just like muscling through, um, hustling for my worth, all these different things. And, and I love that picture. I'm like, God, oh, help me to lean into you. And I, we had a morning this morning where all three of my kids woke up on the wrong side of the bed. It just, it just is everybody needed me. And you get to this place where you're like, I am one person. I'm, I'm actually just one mm-hmm. human. And my husband's <laughs> out of town. So I was just like, oh, okay. And I just, I literally start walking and praying. I'm like, okay, yes. Jesus. Okay. And so, and I'm not, did I get up early and have a quiet time? No, because my girl was in my bed at 630 in the of morning. Of course she was. <laughs> so I'm like, <laughs> you know, so I'm like, oh, okay. So it is, there is this beautiful picture of, and an invitation to bring our, our messes. And I, and I love that about COVID. We just got to be, um, Mm -hmm. about, or I should say safer at home, uh, is we were on top of each other. We were with each other so much. And so, uh, we got to practice like repentance in front of our kids a lot. Uh, we got to practice, Hey, we all, we need to take a breath together. We're going to breathe together. We're going to pray. You know, it just, Mm -hmm. it was all very, uh, we were stumbling on top of each other, making messes, making mistakes, repenting, forgiving. And there, and there was something so beautiful about that. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Everyone, everything's on display at that point. That's how I felt at least like everything. I was on a stage. Everyone was watching, even though I felt lonely like everyone was seeing your behind the scenes moments, not just your performing, get it together, Rachel moments. And that was hard. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. 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 And maybe that's good for all of us. Cause we are in such like a curated time right now. Right. Like the filter and I'm just going to choose this little snapshot. And so <laughs> I love all the, I love all the zooms with like the children running through naked. You know, yes. you're just like, here I am. This is, this is what it is. This you is know? it. Yeah. Uh, and I've, I, have you seen the, have you done the like fake backgrounds? 
like, like the green one screen of my favorite age kind of things. things. Yeah, the yes. green screen vibe. One of my favorite things when those are on, I'm like, all right, let's just do a little, <laughs> like, let's do a snapshot of real life. Show me what's behind that green screen. That's right. It's well, like I want to actually all my laundry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not mm-hmm. my not picked up owls. Hilarious. <laughs> That's what, yes, that is me right now, especially, you know, I'm getting the, like a whiplash of motherhood, still only three months in. So I'm like, Girl. I just, I feel like I'm apologizing all the time. People are like, stop, stop apologizing. This You're is just good. it. You're good. Mm-hmm. You will leave the house one day. It, it's going to take you less than 30 minutes to an hour to get out of the door. Like one day you're literally going to walk. You're just going to walk out and it's going to be great. But I remember being like, it's going to take me an hour to leave yeah. forever. How many diapers <laughs> do we take? Yeah. <laughs> what if? Like what if everything to comes to all mind? the things. Yes. 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 That's exactly right. Okay. So I have a question for you because there's a lot obviously in Ellie's life right now, right? We've got a record. Wow. Um, also, huge fan of Faithful, the beautiful book you put together with some of your sister friends. Oh, yes. Um, motherhood. And then also Drew, like, hello, let's be a wife. And so people listening, obviously, like we can find different areas of our life we have going on, too, that all mesh together. But the root of it, like, how do you, Ellie, find yourself full? And how, like, practically do you get full so that then there is overflow for the people that need it in your life when there's just so much different lives going on at once? Yeah, I love that. Um I I love this question and um the way that I think about it is I love gardening. So mm-hmm. that is one thing. Uh um I will just like transparently say I kill a lot. <laughs> you have a black thumb. <laughs> I don't. I actually a lot grows. A lot grows. But I just don't I think sometimes when you're like, yeah, I'm gardening. Um, I just want to, it's not all perfect. Like there are things that don't go well, but there, but then I'm like, but a lot grows like a (laughs) lot. There's a lot of beauty. Um, and I, so, so, but I think about when you are, um, and this is was last year, a lot of times when they're, um, preparing a field, like you have to let fields and soil lie fallow, Mm -hmm. um, for times because, uh, it just, it helps the nutrients. It like, it's literally gets depleted if you never let it rest. And so, Mm -hmm. um, but then after it rests, um, they till the soil and it gets disturbed. And so it literally felt like last year was like this sort of like a fallow season as well as the disruption of the soil. And, but what happens when we create some space for ourselves um, so the way I ask this question or think about this question is like, how do you till the soil of your soul? Yeah. Um, and for me, it's a lot of times it is very grounding for me to have my hands in the dirt. I feel very connected to God um, outside. I think I've written a lot of children's books about this, <laughs> but I just love the way creation tells this story. I love that God knew that we might forget who he is and how he loves us. So so he like left a trail of breadcrumbs all over creation for us to be picking up and, and enjoying, um, and to lift our eyes to, to the Hills and remember where help comes from. And so for me to get outside and I made the comment earlier that I, I didn't get up early, but if I can get up, my, my friend Krista Wells, um, is a fellow songwriter friend. She's toured with me a lot and she has five kids who are all older now. And she said, man, if when they were little, she was like, if I could just get up a little bit earlier and, and sometimes it was one breath mm. of intention with God. 
And sometimes it was one sip of coffee. They come walking lukewarm down. Coffee. Yes. A lukewarm coffee. Yeah, that you've reheated seven times. Yeah. Um, but I, I think for when I am making the practice of making some space to just get in front of God, and sometimes it's just a breath. It a lot of times doesn't look like it did before where I had the candle and the hot coffee and the hours long yes. <laughs> of space like that just isn't, um, possible all the time. And yeah. so, um, I think for just, but getting, getting a breath and then, practicing breathing has been a huge deal for me. Um, and when I think about, I have, I talk a lot about this on my record, but, um, if I can take like five deep breaths, uh, there's this whole deal in Exodus at the burning bush when Moses says, so who am I supposed to tell Pharaoh? Like, by what name should I call you? Like, who am I telling him? this man, this like tyrant to let these people go. Like what name am I supposed to give him? Right. And he says, Yahweh. And when, when you say Yahweh in the Hebrew, it literally sounds like a breath. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so I think sometimes if we're just breathing and intentionally breathing, um, maybe that's the same thing as praying, (laughs) saying God's name. And so, um, I've done a lot of intentional breathing in the moments when, I mean, this morning I did it. I was like, and I'm like, I'm not even actually saying a prayer, but I'm like setting my intention on God as I'm breathing. And so that has been, that's been a superpower. And I love that because you know what, as it turns out, every human on the face of the earth breathes (laughs) and God is the one that puts breath into our lungs. And it's all, we all pretty much, there's no like better breather than the other breather. Right. (laughs) Chris Hauser was saying that last night. He's like, yeah, it's kind of beautiful that, that maybe even if somebody isn't consciously um, in a relationship with God, they're still breathing and he's the one who put breath in their lungs. And so in a sense, we're still all mm-hmm. saying the name of God, whether you're acknowledging it or not. Yes. Whether you're not acknowledging it or not, which I just, which I love. Um, so those are, are really important. Drew and I try to, I'm like trying to think of other things that till the soil. We, um, yeah, tell we me have, about y'all as a couple, like any practices. Yeah, we, Yes. And I am, and we're always learning, you know, um, we just reinstated date night. So that was a good idea. Um, yeah, (laughs) it is. And a lot of times that's like, we put the kids down and it's just an intentional, like phones go away and we're like getting takeout at our own house. You know, I mean, safer at home, it was definitely that. Um, um, but it is, that has been beautiful. We have some rhythms. We do like a state of the union trip every year, um, which is sort of like, uh, the state of our union. So at the beginning of the year, it can be going to a hotel literally down the street. Um, it, or it could be some years we go like this past year, we went to Mexico, which was amazing. Um, and kind of crazy. No one was on the plane. <laughs> Oh, uh, we drew it had COVID though. And he was like, I think we're good. I think we're going to be good. I'm like, okay, hopefully I won't get stuck down there. Um, but it was, it is such a good thing. Cause we look back at the year before and then we look at the year ahead and, um, you know, our life is kind of crazy. We both do music together and apart and, uh, bring our kids on the road for the half of that. So it's just schedule wise. We, we kind of plan that out, but also, uh, financially make plans 
plan how we want to give, how we want to serve, adventures that we want to take, fun we want to have, so good. ways we want to be intentional with each other, with our kids. Um, and so that has been a really, a really beautiful transition and, and, uh, from year to year for us, like in rhythm for us. So that, that definitely tells my soul. And then, um, my girlfriend, my friendship, uh, that's been really important for us. We've realized cause, um, your spouse, I don't think is meant to be your everything. That's right. You know, I know it's like you're one and you're doing this life (laughs) together. Um, but it's like, I really believe that we are meant to live in the context of community. And I think God designs it that way. Mm -hmm. I mean, you look at the Trinity as community, it's like it started off as community and we're invited into that Mm -hmm. and, and we're meant to live in that way. And so, um, that's been a really important thing to be intentional with, um, friendships for both of us. And, and that has been a major help in our marriage really. Cause it's like, Oh, I need to verbally process this with one of my girlfriends. (laughs) And then I can kind of give you the like four one one later. Yeah. Spark notes. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, that's right. Um, So that's been a really beautiful thing as well. And then for me, those home days, like I was telling you, I just, I, it is grounding for me to just follow my kids lead a lot of days and not have a ton of plans and um, be able to be creative and play with them. I'm, I'm kind of a kid at heart. So that's, that is something that I've learned is like really important to me to make space for, for spontaneity with my children. And so that's been so I've been thinking about this a lot, right? Yes. <laughs> so to answer your question, <laughs> that's good. That's so good. Yes. Yeah. And I love that they're like, there's different practicals for different areas because like one thing probably won't cover every single part of your life that needs the tilling, like you were saying. Like just yeah, because you till the cilantro area doesn't mean the tomatoes got tilled either. Like you've got, in order yeah. to produce the different types of fruit you and veggies, <laughs> fruits and veggies, you have to till their specific areas and I love that yeah, I love that right. so much I think too that there's like oh I'm, I'm feeling this right now especially just in my season of life that um sometimes people get like busy shamed like especially if you love to be productive and like do fun things and you have all these different areas of life people are like yo chill like whoa you got a lot going on right now <laughs> you know like there's things God calls us to to show up in and it can look That's crazy right. but the crazy is not bad so like how do you right. find that healthy between all right, Ellie, yeah, we need to, we need to slow down. We need to breathe or like charge. Something's happening in the kingdom I want to be a part of. Yeah. It feels weird to be in the between. Yeah, it does. Um, and I would, I don't know that there's a perfect, I think I, I try to live with uh, like open-handed. I'm like in the video, I'm like literally holding <laughs> literally. my palms her, up. Her hands um, are open. <laughs> but I, I think, um, one thing that has been really beautiful that I've started to practice this past year, I've been in a, a Lectio group, which is like a listening prayer. Um, and so I think for me trying to, uh, if I can create the space to just ask and mm-hmm. listen, mm-hmm. um, that has been a really beautiful thing. And there's been some hard things that he said to let go of or, or to lean into. There are things that I think he calls me to that I'm like, Oh, I'm scared (laughs) of that. I mean, music is that for me. I did not, Ooh, I did not want to start. I did not want to make my own music. That is so hard to believe because anyone that has ever pushed play on Ellie Holcomb music, what could you imagine a world without Ellie Holcomb music? 
Oh my gosh, you're so <laughs> sweet. It, but I, I literally, I just know that 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 it costs something. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I, I mean, financially, sure, but like, uh, to to write, to release, to promote, to tour. I'm like, I I had quit my husband's band to be a stay at home mom, and then since God saying would you do this music thing? And I was like, no, mm-hmm. I, no, I do not want to do that. That scares the heck fired on me. Like I am not. And, and I'm so, but I'm so grateful, um, that I, that I did not let fear dictate. Uh, I, I want to live with a surrendered yes. And so I do think that there are seasons, there's a time and a season for everything. Yeah. And, um, there was a season when I was home. Um, and then, I literally got home and I'm like, okay, I feel like, uh, is it, who is it that wants to build a tent at the transfiguration? Like, they're like, okay, this is it. We're going to build our, let's just build a house here. This is really good. Like, we're just going to stay here. And he's like, actually, no, go. And you're like, um, and so I think there are, um, I, I've just trying, I'm, I'm still in this practice. I'm not doing this perfectly, but I'm trying to ask. Um, and, and that applies to all areas of how to parent. And it's so beautiful. Like you're saying, it's like, we don't have to do this alone. We can ask him for help. Yeah. <laughs> He's kind of stands at the ready. We can ask him for wisdom. He promises that he'll give it in James. I mean, I, so I think for me, um, just asking and knowing that there are, there are different seasons and, um, and sometimes they're really full and sometimes it's like you really need to slow down. And so yeah. this past year was a really beautiful um, kind of forced slow uh, for us and for our family. I'm really grateful for it. And I want to continue to kind of wrap, I guess, this this idea and this invitation of Sabbath. I want to continue to practice Sabbath and rest. My little boy, Huck, the other day, we've been, summer's been wild for us. I'm in this record release process and we went to the beach right after they got out of school and then they were in swim lessons and uh, different swim lessons that I didn't forget. I didn't forget those. <laughs> um, the, the, the new swim clinic, I'm like, whoops, sorry. Um, but I, he came to me and he goes, Mom, I just really need a whole day of Sabbath. Sweetheart. I'm so tired. Are you like, kidding me? I was like, first of all, how do you know that word? He's like, you said it before. And I was like, okay, okay, buddy. And and I, he was like, I just need only to rest. And I was like, you know what, man? I sometimes I feel like our kids lead the way, Speak, you know. Yes, and so yes. I have a friend, um, Jill Phillips, who's who has three kids. She and her husband both do music. And she said, you know, sometimes you're going to look around when you do this music, whatever, whatever we're doing, this work-life balance, this mm-hmm. just being a mom and then a human balance um, yeah. and a wife, whatever, whatever things that we have on our plates. Um, but she said, I think you, you look around. She was like, I don't know that you necessarily have to draw all these boundary lines. Um, but she said, I think the important thing is when you look around and and you're not okay, or your people are not okay, it's how you respond to that. And it's saying, okay, okay, this is too much. Okay. What do we need to peel back? And so that's been a really beautiful thing. It's not like you have to guess the perfect formula and get it perfectly right. It's when it is off. Brene Brown talks about this too, but it's like, okay, we don't make up a hundred percent. You know, it's not like, yeah. You know, like it's like if the husband and wife or whatever, it's like she's saying, 
I'm at 40. And he's like, okay, I got 60%. I can give 60%. But she was like, what happens when I'm at 40 and he's at 30? It's like, we are not at 100. <laughs> so she was like, we have emergency family plans where we we are going to bed. We are exercising every day. Yeah. We are we are not making ourselves cook every night. We are ordering takeout two nights, you know, whatever. So I think there are, um, that's been a beautiful, like there's been a lot of permission for me to to when things are not okay to be like, Oh, you know what? It's okay. We we're going to pull, we're going to pull back here and we're mm-hmm. not going to do this. You know, we're always learning. Yeah. That's been <laughs> one of my things. I feel like every night I pray, I'm like, God, I did my best. Would you just fill in the gaps? Like I did the best I could closing the chapter of today, moving on to tomorrow and anything that got crazy that needs to get just sorted. Would you just sort it in the sleep? Like just take That's care right. of it. And he That's does. Right. And there's, yeah, yes. he does every time. And I think too, like when you're in that space, like, I got to get this figured out before we ever start. Sometimes it's so intimidating. You never start. And so just having that prayer of like, all right, grace, grace, like obedience and grace. Cause he's going to fill in the gaps. I just know yes. it. I, yeah. I feel like you can move forward a little bit more confidently in those I places. It's true. Sure. And I think something that I'm becoming pretty comfortable with more so than I used to be is just the mystery and the not knowing and, and the trusting that he is good. Um, he's good and he's with us. Just like you're, you're saying at the beginning of this, Rachel, he's, he's in the midst of it, holding us, Mm -hmm. um, in the midst of all the unknown, in the midst of the unanswered questions, in the midst of the, the unanswered prayers are the prayers that didn't get answered like we wanted them to. He is, he is still good and he's still um, working and moving and the kingdom's still coming mm-hmm. at the end of the day. Amen. Uh, <laughs> I, I read the intro to um, my friend Sandra McCracken's book that she's getting ready to release. Um, it's called Send Out Your Light. And she said, mm-hmm. in the end, everything will be all right. So if it's not all right, it's not the end. And I just thought, oh my gosh. Full body chills. I know. Just shaved this morning, dick on it. I know. Yeah, you're like, shoot, Sandra. Um, but that is, I think that to me is is the thing, even though I have I have a lot of questions. There's a lot of things that I'm like, God, I do not understand why it is this way. And ultimately like, this is not our home. Like Mm -hmm. it's, this isn't, um, this is like a broken world. And I feel that, I mean, so much every day in my own heart, in my family, in this world, in our, in our country and so many things that are not as they should be. And so in the midst of all of that, knowing that there is this love, um, embodied in the person of Jesus who who beats death That's right <laughs> and I'm just like yeah okay mm-hmm. yeah love beats death that's a really at the end of the day it's like yeah this isn't as it should be um but there is a day that's coming where every tear will be wiped away and um I'm grateful I'm grateful for that I keep coming back to that so good so yes to all the girls that feel shambly out there we get it. It's not, if it's not good, it's yeah. not done. Yeah. yeah. So good. Oh, so good. So I do want you to talk a little bit. Just, I have, I mean, this is my favorite question to ask my music friends about your new record. Do you have a favorite song? Mm. Are you allowed to have a favorite song? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. It's, I, it's so funny. I love this. I love this record so much. And, um, 
I think, I think I learned, I don't think, I know I've learned, um, I've learned how to grieve and how to lament. I'm a seven on the Enneagram and I have spent my life. I'm really good at avoiding pain. Um, and there's a song, uh, but I laugh because I when people are like, "Oh, will you play me a couple songs from your new record?" I I want I like want to go seven or eight deep, and I'm like, "Let's just listen to the rest of it. Come on, let's go." <laughs> I love it all so much. Um, but there is a song. Um, there's there's a song called Paradox that um, I wrote with Natalie Hemby, and I think it kind of describes this this whole kind of upside down and backwards kingdom of God. Um, I think what happened is I visited some of the deepest wounds in my own story. And I had done that before in counseling. I'm a huge advocate of counseling, have been going on and off for years, uh, you know, almost a decade now. And um, so I have like dealt with and faced and talked through and processed a lot of, of the grief and the wounds and the sorrow in my own story. But what I had never done was let myself grieve Mm. and lament. And so as I kind of went back and did that in my own story uh, and just let myself breathe and there's that breathing again in some of the places where um, I guess I was scared to go. I was scared to go grieve there. I just guess I thought if I go and I'll really let myself grieve this, what if I get stuck there? Mm-hmm. You know, like what if it just sits me down to the pit of darkness and abyss? And uh, what happened as I grieved and wept and just was let myself be sad in some of these places is that I encountered uh, the nearness and, and the presence and the kindness and the tenderness and the empathy of God um, in a way that ended up bringing levels of healing that I didn't know that I needed. Um, And so the very places that I thought would kill me to go down and to visit actually ended up bringing me to life. And so I think when we headed into this year where there was so much loss, so much sorrow, so much racial tension and division, so much political tension and division, so much division, even within the church, um, I had learned to grieve. And so I kind of figured out that um, maybe sometimes it's like, I basically I learned that wh- I went to the Grand Canyon too in the midst of all of this. Yes. And uh, man, we camped on the Northern Rim. Have you ever been, Rachel? Incredible. Like you step out of the car and it just truly takes the breath away. It's crazy. Yeah. I had never been until this last year. And we, um, it is that. And you feel so small and it feels so yeah. big. Yeah. Like, how could God care for me when there's this? There's it's this. The That's exactly thing. right. Yeah. It's amazing. So we actually camped on the Northern Rim and we went down into the canyon and then rafted the river, slept on the riverbanks, and then rafted out. Dream. And I'll never – it was amazing. It was Arizona River Runners. It was a great trip. Um, but we – I'll never forget our guide – explaining like the canyon walls really tell a story and it's really a story of disaster upon disaster. So like landslide, mudslide, earthquake, drought. And, um, and then there's this huge divide, you know, Mm -hmm. and I just thought, man, this looks like such a picture of our hearts, especially in this season where we've all had so much loss, so much sorrow, so much chaos, so much division. 
But there at the very pit of the canyon, in the very lowest spot, there is a river running through. And I wept because I am like, this is the gospel. Because as it turns out, there is a current of God's love that runs to the lowest place, that runs deeper than our deepest ache, than our deepest sorrow, than our deepest pain. And that will carry us if we'll only let it. Back to the place where we know that we belong to love and that we belong to each other. Um, And so I I could not shake it. And so um, I went back and, and wrote, paradox. I mean, I'd written a whole other record about God meeting me in my own sorrow. And I'm like, oh, this is like, I thought the gospel was a raindrop <laughs> and it was this beautiful. And, and God's like, oh no, no, it is. It's the ocean. Like it's the ocean. And so, um, so I just thought, man, uh, th- it's actually been in the deepest places of sorrow that I've encountered. Um, and that I kind of, kind of point to, to say, I actually know God is real, not in spite of the suffering in my life, but actually because of, because it, of it, which I wouldn't write the story that way. Mm-hmm. I'm like, this is so backwards. I hate suffering. Nobody <laughs> says, yes, let me suffer. But but as it turns out, there is a presence of love even in our suffering and even in our sorrow. There is the man of sorrows himself saying, "You, there's good cause for hope because um, – hope himself, you know, was buried and walked up out of a grave. And so our suffering, no matter what, is never, just like Sandra said in her book, it's not the end of the story. And so um, that paradox song kind of explains explains that a bit. Um, and so does Canyon. I was Canyon say, does Canyon. the same thing. Yeah, yeah Canyon is definitely that, that um, story. And as it turns out, I read this National Geographic article, but a canyon – is actually, if you look at it, you know, I'm doing my hands in like a little V, but it's just the shape of an upside down mountain. And so it's like, maybe it's the places of our deepest pain that become the places where, where the presence of God transforms that to be the powerful place of testimony to say, let me show you this scar and tell you the story about how, how God brought healing to that place. Is that not crazy? And I think I learned not only how to grieve, but as I learned to let myself lament, which is a practice I don't think we do enough in the church, or at least I haven't done a lot of, um, I think I learned that I could sing. I could sing sadness, but because I did that, I learned how to sing gratitude and rejoicing even in the valley yeah and as it turns out when you sing in a valley you wouldn't believe how it echoes off of every broken piece of the walls that are surrounding you i saw your video on instagram of y'all singing canyon right there and wrecked me So my hope is that the record like, you know, kind of echoes from the deepest mountains to the highest, you know, to the deepest valleys, to the highest mountaintops, to just remind every beating human heart uh, that they are, as it turns out, the object of God's affection. He started this relationship and he's, he's in it for the long haul. (laughs) And uh, even when we're in those broken places, uh, there's good cause to rejoice. There's, there's good cause for us and freedom for us to lament and also good cause for hope and rejoicing. Well, daggum exclamation point, (laughs) exclamation (laughs) point. So good. Oh my goodness. I'm like, how I'm like, we just need to give you a microphone 
all the time to chase you around. <laughs> She came to preach, people. She came to preach. So good. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so one of my favorite questions to ask, and we'll end with this because I'm super curious, but what's something these days that you are obsessed with that you have to share with our friends? It can be spiritual. It could be a shameless plug or none of the above, but I want to know. Oh, I love this. Uh, I'm going to – I've got this book right here. This is tied to the Lectio, Listening Prayer. Okay. Um, it's a book that a lady here in Nashville wrote, but she basically, it's called First We Were Loved. And um, it's basically this practice, these are, this is sort of like, um, like Jesuit priests when they're learning, when they're doing like sort of their training um, or the Ignatius practice is, it's all kind of Anglican land a little bit, but um, they, before they do anything, they spend two years only meditating on scripture about the love of God for them. Wow. We all need And that. so, <laughs> no, and then they go into the other stuff too. They go into brokenness, they go into sin, whatever. But before that, they spend two to three years meditating on God's love. And so this is just sort of um, a book with, with every day for the, on every day of the month. Um, they sort of guide you how to do sit in a scripture and listen and write what God's speaking to you. And it has been amazing for my soul. Okay, um, yes. so it's first we were love it's Ignatian practices. We were going to link that is, in the show notes and I'm going to go and add that yeah. to my cart. Yes. Yeah. It's, it, it's very good for right now. And, and I love it. They say, you know, listen, invite the spirit and, um, listen for about, you know, 10 minutes, you can work your way up to an hour. They're like, don't go longer than an hour. And I love that so much. I'm like, cause sometimes I'm like, I got two minutes. I was so going to say, we're just going to do that. Yeah. Um, but I love that. They're like, look, after an hour, just call it like write down what God showed you. So anyway, that it's is. a, it's a beautiful, it's been a beautiful practice. Um, yeah. To get still for me. Cause I'm a, I'm a mover and a shaker and a doer and a busy person for Look sure. I love a lot of activity, but it's been really good to, to be still and listen to. So that's so good. Be still, listen, lament all the things. And you're a seven. It can be done people. Let me say it can be it's done. both. Listen, it's both. And I, that's just it. I, I think that John 10, 10, uh, you know, the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but I've come to give you life and life to the full. And I used to hear that verse and think, yes, full life, God's good, adventure, fun, fun, fun. purpose, yes. fun. And I do think that is part of it. But as I've gotten older, as I've grieved, as as there's been lots of stories that didn't turn out, lots of prayers that God didn't answer in the way that I wanted him to or, or hoped that he would, um, I feel like that verse is actually talking about the full presence of God and his love and his kindness and his mercy and the full spectrum of what it is to be human, which is both full of joy and beauty and wonder and brokenness and ache and grief and pain. And, and God is in the midst of all of it. It's integrated. It's integrated. integrated. So, full circle. <laughs> uh, full circle. Um, and so I'm, I am grateful for his presence and in every place that we are. Amazing. Ellie, you are just such a delight. This has just you been so are, much fun. I've loved it. Thank you so much for having me today. And blessings, Mama, as you love that little one. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> You're crushing it. So precious. You're doing great. Love them tons. But these little breaks with adults in real life is, you know, 
always welcomed. <laughs> Both in, baby. Both in. <laughs> This episode of Behind the Bliss podcast has ended, but be sure to subscribe for more episodes so you don't miss episodes full of encouragement. And don't forget to rate and review so that we can continue to bring you the best content. See you in the next episode.